Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 24th of May. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented, as always, by our title sponsor of everything, Zaslow Show 2.0, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. We are not in the most festive of moods today. Last night, the Miami Heat had a chance to clinch the Eastern Conference Championship, clinch another berth in the NBA Finals, do it on the home floor, while at the same time ripping the heart out of their biggest rival, that being the Boston Celtics, and they came up very short in the second half with a 115-99 loss. 
So real disappointing night. That's going to be the majority of the show today. We are going to talk to our pal Nick Costos, Odyssey sports betting expert. Nick, of course, was a regular on Zaslow's show on Terrestrial Radio for several years. He used to do weekly hits with us. So we'll get Nick on today. We'll get his thoughts on uh, moving forward. Game, <coughs> excuse me, game five tomorrow night. The line on the game, uh, series price, Panthers, all that good stuff. So we'll get our pal Nick on the show. That'll be a lot of fun. And of course, tonight, you got the Florida Panthers who have the same opportunity that your Miami Heat had last night. The Panthers can clinch the Eastern Conference Championship. I think that's the Prince of Wales trophy. They could clinch the Eastern Conference Championship and their second ever berth to the Stanley Cup Finals tonight on the home ice where tickets are thousands of dollars. I mean, impossible to go to these games if you got a budget. I... I'm not going, and I'm not even gonna. I'm not even. I'm not even trying to go because these tickets are crazy expensive. You can't expect anybody to have the hookup for you. So I'm not even trying to go, and I feel bad because I, my younger son Jordan, he loves the Panthers. It's been our thing all throughout the year. We go to. We probably went to like seven or eight games, and he loves the Panthers. That's our thing, and he really wants to go to a Panther playoff game. He's never been to a Panther playoff game. Uh, we haven't been to a... I, like, I haven't been to one this year. I've been at two Heat playoff games. I have not been to a Panther playoff game this year. It's so expensive. So, I feel bad. It's like, I want to go, I want to go. I'm like, alright, let's... You know, like, I'm monitoring ticket prices, you know? Like, it, as if somebody is it, it, is just going to put a bargain on, on Ticketmaster on the resale market. Or they're, they're, they're just trying to unload... You know, tickets on on StubHub. You know, it it ain't gonna happen. But I'm I'm keeping an eye on the Ticket Ninja is keeping an eye on it. But he he's gonna strike out. So anyway, I feel bad, but I am excited for the Panther fan who is gonna be in attendance tonight because hopefully it couldn't happen last night with the Heat. Hopefully you're gonna witness some history tonight with your favorite little hockey team. So even though we're bummed out about what happened last night, we're gonna have a fun show today. I promise you. So let's, I mean, let, let, let's get right after it, right? The first thing that you got to say, that, that I think you guys want to hear me talk about is, am I worried? Am I panicked? Now, I went into last night's game very confident. I think I told you that throughout the show yesterday. Felt very confident throughout the day. And even felt, co- like at halftime, the heat up six. 56-50. Felt good. And, and then there's that stretch. I, I told you about this, and this happened in Game 3. The Heat were up by, what were they up by at halftime game? They were up by 15. And the first, like, like Marcus Smart had a three-point play, cut it to 12. And then the Heat all of a sudden pushed the lead, to, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew. The first few minutes of the third quarter are always enormous. And last night, same thing. The Heat are up by 6, 56-50. What's going to happen here? If the Celtics get the first couple baskets, all of a sudden it's a one-point game or it's a two-point game. If the Heat get the first few points of the period, okay, all of a sudden it's a 10-point lead or an 11-point lead. And what winds up happening? The Heat go up by 9, 61-52. So they've started the period 5-2. All right, a 6-point lead is now pushed to 9. This looks like it's headed in the right direction. There were two moments 
in the game last night that signaled the, the, signaled the end for the Heat and obviously the missed opportunity for the Heat. We'll circle right back to that. But first, I, am, I, I felt really good going into the game. I felt really good at halftime. You, you're getting Caleb Martin. like Our pal Evan Cohen, Sirius XM Mad Dog Radio, Morning Man every morning from 6 to 9. He told us a couple weeks ago, he thinks Caleb Martin thinks he's Jimmy Butler. And you saw that last. Like, Caleb Martin was sensational again in the first half. But expecting Caleb Martin to do that the whole game, every game, it's not right. You can't expect that. You didn't get the games from the role players. Struess, Struess had the one moment with the block shot where he then recovered it. He ends up hitting the three, like, crazy sequence. But other than that, Struess didn't give you anything. Gabe Vincent was fine, especially in the first half. He was very good. Uh, Lowry last night, oh, give me a break. He was awful. God, oh my God, was he bad. And, and Robinson gave you nothing. So what winds up happening, you know, Jimmy had 29 points. Jimmy did not have a good game. What was he, 9 for 20 last night, I think? Jimmy, he missed a few free throws. Jimmy did not have a good game last night. Jimmy missed a lot of shots at the basket that he normally gets. Matter of fact, there was one possession where Jimmy missed a floater from like 8 feet. And then on the whistle, he said to whichever teammate game August, goes, that's on me, I gotta make that. Jimmy did not have a good game. And I think even more important than Jimmy not having a good game, because Jimmy still managed to give you 29. But I think even more important than Jimmy not having a good game, Bam did not have the presence that he needs to have. Now, I, you, you know how I feel about Bam in the playoffs. I, I think the first round, everyone was way too tough on him. He was fantastic against the Knicks. And this series, the first three games, he's been, been fantastic against Boston. But this is what the playoffs are. You're going to have bad games. P- star players, superstars even, star players are going to have bad games. That's what the playoffs are. That's why when you could produce every single night in the playoffs, you're on a different level. If you're not one of those superstars, you're going to have off games in the playoffs. And that's exactly what happened with Bam last night. You're going to have bad games. Last night, Bam had a bad game. And it wasn't even so much that he had a bad game. He did not have, on either side of the floor, he did not have the presence that he needs to. His presence was not felt last night. There were a couple of moments where he was aggressive, but otherwise, he did not get the ball enough, and when he had it, he was not aggressive enough. And that's both ends of the floor. He did not make... You know how the coach always talks about make your presence felt, make sure they feel you. And Bam did not do that last night. So, you know, we'll move on from that. He'll be much better tomorrow. I, I'm pretty sure I prefer losing last night's game the way that they lost it rather than losing a close game. The Heat are great in close games. The Heat have been great in close games. Nobody played more close games than the Heat did this year. I prefer losing like that where you could point out a bunch of things. We did this shitty, we did this shitty, we did this shitty, and now we're going to fix it, and we're going to move on. Rather than if it was a close game, and they were just better than you, that bothers me more. I'd rather lose like that last night, where there are so many talking points, there are so many coaching points that you can look at and say, yeah, this is why we lost, 
and this is not going to happen again because we're going to fix this. I prefer losing like that last night than losing a close game. But, like I said, I think the main thing that you guys want to hear from me today is, am I panicked? Am I worried? And I will tell you, there is absolutely no reason to panic. The Heat are the ones who were up three games to none. Don't let anyone distract you from that. The Heat are now the ones up three games to one. I mean, it doesn't matter how you got to this point. The reality is, if the Heat got to split the first two games in Boston, we'd have been thrilled. And then you come home and you protect home court, and now you're up three games to one. How would you feel? You'd feel freaking fantastic. It doesn't matter how you got to this point 3-1. They took both games in Boston showing we don't care about that building. That building means nothing to us. And then they got then they split the games in Miami. That's a lot to ask for to sweep a team. It's a lot to ask for to sweep a team like Boston, and it's a lot to ask for to sweep a team like Boston in the conference finals. It doesn't matter how you went up 3-1. They're up 3-1. There's no reason to panic. You got a golden opportunity now tomorrow, and if you can't take advantage of it tomorrow, you're coming home for game six. I mean, think about this. What's changed? If someone said to you, hey, uh, like if, if, if I'm walking on the street and I see you, hey, uh, random dude, the Heat are going to be up three games to, let's say three games to two. Let's say Boston gets tomorrow. And I think the Heat are winning tomorrow. But let's say Boston gets tomorrow. Hey, random person, do you think it'd be a good scenario for the Heat to have a closeout game six in their building against Boston? Would you like that chance? It's an amazing opportunity. Well, guess what? He'd have another opportunity even before that game. So don't let any of this national conversation distract you from the Heat were the ones up three games to none. Not Boston. The Heat right now are the ones up three games to one. Not Boston. There's reason to be annoyed for sure. I was, I was really annoyed in the second half last night. But panic? Not even if they lose game five. Coming home for a game six to close out where the Heat now have only lost once in the postseason. Boston is four and five at home in the postseason. 0-2 against the Heat. And if you take away those first two games against the Atlanta Hawks, the lowly Atlanta Hawks, the Celtics have lost five of their last seven home games. I'm sorry. Don't let anyone try and make you think the Heat are the ones down three games to one. Like, you don't think being at home game six potentially for a closeout is a great spot for Miami? They have one more game before that that they could end it in. The Heat were up 3-0. It's not the other way around. Like, the national reaction to the Celtics winning one game They didn't win a game to pull within a game. They didn't win a game to pull even. They didn't win a game to put Miami on the brink. They won one game. You'd think that the Heat are on the brink of elimination right now. And for the Heat fan, playoffs are hard, man. I feel like I do this every year when the Heat make a deep playoff run. And I know, like, our emotions get super high, super low. This is what the playoffs are about. It's super hard. And closing out this Boston team 
is going to be super hard. And like I said yesterday, I know there's a lot of Heat fans. And look, like you could feel this way. Thought the Heat were going to smoke Boston yesterday. I did not. I thought it was going to be really hard. I thought we were going to win a really tight game. I knew Boston was going to put together a really good effort. And they did. And the Heat did not. It's going to... The playoffs are hard. And I, like, I guess I understand the national reaction. I mean, I guess I get it. But, you know, because you got to come up with content and stuff to say the next couple days. Especially because the West is over. Like, you got to come up with talking points. Oh, are the Celtics about to become the first team in NBA history to come back from an 0-3 deficit? The Heat are up three games to one. And on the broadcast last night, you know, Reggie Miller, who, who I think is tough to take. I don't think he's very good. But Reggie Miller, now the pressure is on the Heat? What the hell are you talking about? The Heat are up three games to one. You know, like I said, now the pressure's on the Heat. If the Heat would have gotten it, like, like, it doesn't matter how you got to this point. If the Heat got to split the first two games in Boston, and then they took both games at home and protected home court, and they're up three games to one. The Heat won yesterday. You know, it's like, how about the Milwaukee series? The Heat were up three games to one after winning games three and four. The Heat got a split in Milwaukee. Then they won games three and four at home. They were up three games to one. Was now the pressure on the Heat? Why wasn't the pressure now on the Heat? The Heat are up 3-1. The pressure's not up. Like, there's only pressure on the Heat because there's a chance to get to the NBA Finals because it's high-stakes playoff games and you're playing a really good Boston team. But why wasn't all the pressure on the Heat? They were up 3-1 going to Milwaukee. Why wasn't all the pressure on the Heat? It doesn't matter how we got to this point. The Heat, if anything, the Heat won the first two games at Boston. Now all the pressure's on the Heat. What? Going back to a building that the Heat aren't scared of playing in? And then if they can't get it done there, they come back home? And then then if for some reason they can't win that, they go back to a building they're not scared of playing in? All the pressure's on the Heat? Ah, what are you talking about? There's no way I see this Heat team folding under any kind of pressure. They're only under pressure because these are high-stakes playoff games. They're going to be just fine. Like, this team is great against adversity. They are so ready for this. Nobody's wilting under any pressure on this Miami Heat team. They will not be shrinking in the moment. Like, I guess that bothers me. That whole, all the pressure's on the Heat now. Why wasn't all the pressure on the Heat when they were up 3-1? Going back to Milwaukee at the team that had the best record in the NBA. Where's the pressure? Because the Heat won that game four and they lost this game four. They're up 3-1. And in this series, they were up 3-0. Come on. So stupid. Tell you what's not stupid. If you got a leak in your house and you don't know where it's coming from, you're talking about huge Heat fans, the Greensteins, family friends of me, water cleanup of Florida, over 60 years of combined experience in detecting where that leak is coming from your home and patching that baby right up. Water cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Call or text any time of day. And my favorite part 
after the leak has been located and repaired, water cleanup of Florida, they're going to clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water cleanup of Florida, fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that all of us busy homeowners and business owners require. You don't need to then bring in other contractors. Water cleanup of Florida is handling the entire project from start to finish, serving the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, or go to wcufl.com. If you don't believe me, hey, go check out more than 80 five-star reviews on Google. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. I know my guys, the Greensteins, they were at the Panther game the other day. I don't know if they're going tonight. Huge South Florida sports fans, Miami guys. So, you know, look, you know how it works. You support, in order for you to support me, you got to support the sponsors. If you support the sponsors who support the show, everything goes round and round. That's right. There you have it. Hey, by the way, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. The show is really growing, and I, I really appreciate that. That's good for everybody. Um, so, oh, and by the way, like if the Heat fan's angry about something, and, and you know this means nothing to me. Yesterday before the game, and you get the officials, right? And Scott Foster is the crew chief. I got news for you. There's nothing wrong with Scott Foster as an official. There are officials who are terrible. Ed Malloy is terrible. There are officials who are terrible. Tony Brothers is the worst official I've ever seen. So, like, I have no reason to tell you that an official is fine if he's awful. There's nothing wrong with Scott Foster. And then everyone gets, oh, Scott Foster this, Scott Foster that. It's such baloney. And I saw some of this on social media yesterday. I don't want to hear about officiating last night. You're bitching about Scott. Seriously, you're bitching about Scott Foster last night. You're a huge loser. You are. The Heat got their butt kicked in the second half. The Heat did not play well in the second half. The Celtics made shots, specifically Jason Tatum in that second half. If you're bitching and moaning about Scott Foster after last night's game, you're a huge loser. I just... Let, let, let's call a spade a spade. Stop it with the complaining about the officiating. In a game that we lost by 16, you're a loser, if that's what you're talking about. Now, now I'm not talking about like Carolina Hurricane fans bitching about the officiating. How about through three games score more than one five-on-five goal? Huh? How about you don't rely on the officials to bail you out? Score more than one five-on-five goal in three games. And then you have to bitch about officiating. Carolina Hurricane fans, you guys are coming off as losers. And any Heat fan who's complaining about Scott Foster after last night, you're a huge loser. Zip it. You're making us all look bad. But there were... So, so, so Jimmy, Jimmy, 29 points, did not have a good game. It's funny how that works, right? Jimmy has 29, did not have a good game. The Heat get their butt kicked in the second half. Game three, Jimmy didn't have to do very much offensive. What do you have, 16? And the Heat kicked the, sh- like the buzzsaw. Was out all game long against the Celtics in game three. Bam did not have the presence on either side of the floor that he needed. And Lowry was horrendous. Like, just when you think, oh, Kyle Lowry is giving you that championship contribution, he was horrendous. Last night, six turnovers off the bench. The hell out of here. Like I, I again, I hated him last night. He was horrible. That's a combination of horrible and awful. He was horrible. Kyle Lowry. 
But two moments, okay? Two moments for me that signaled the end of the game for the Heat. So like I said a few minutes ago, early third quarter is such a huge moment in the game. The trailing team gets a couple baskets in a row. The leading team gets a couple baskets in a row. Changes the entire dynamic moving forward. And so last night, it was the Heat who got, like, the Heat scored, outscored Boston 5-2 early in the third quarter. So a six-point lead has grown to nine. And right here, this is where you could put the nail in the coffin. We're up 61-52. It may have been after the Struess, uh uh, bobble three and then, you know, block three and then he hits it. So we're up 6152. It's like, this is it. This is the moment. The net, we got two defensive stops in a row after we went up by nine. Did not score on either. And that right there, the Celtics then, from that point, it was a 16 nothing run after that, right? And all of a sudden, a nine point lead is now a seven point deficit. Those two possessions. After we went up by nine, where we got the stops, instead of that run starting up by nine, it could have started up 13 or up 14, changes the entire dynamic if we go ahead by 13 or 14 points there. We came up empty on those next two possessions after going up 61-52. That to me right there, and in the moment, was a major, major wasted opportunity. That's when the game turned. We did not capitalize. That's when it turned. And then, the final part where, like, the game was lost. We cut what was like an 11-point lead to 5. 88-83. <coughs> I think it was after a pair of free throws, maybe, from Gabe Vincent. It's 88-83. to Celtics call timeout. Which, by Joe Missoula, who hates calling his timeouts, Tatum was on the bench. It's 88-83. I think it's late third. I don't think it's quite the fourth quarter yet. Anyway. Was it the fourth quarter? We were outscored 38-23. Oh, no, it's the fourth quarter then. Yeah, because we, we we had 79 after three quarters. All right, so this is early in the fourth quarter. Missoula calls timeout if we cut the lead to 88-83 to get Tatum back in the game. I mean, he finally learned, hey, these timeouts at your disposal. You could use them. Something good could happen. Tatum comes back in the game, 88-83. This could be like the push that the Heat need to get back in this game. Tatum immediately comes back in, hits a jumper. It's 90-83. Then you have Duncan Robinson, who thinks he has a wide-open three, gets blocked from behind. I think it was Derek White who blocked it. Other end of the floor, transition. Jalen Brown, dunk, 92-83. All of a sudden, nine-point lead, boom, game over. Game was lost at that point. It was over. Those were the two biggest sequences of the game for me. When the Heat could not take advantage of 61-52, and then when we cut it 88-83, timeout Boston, Tatum comes back in the game. And of course, earlier in that run, he had all the three-pointers. Look, Tatum's a bit of a front-runner. He is. A little bit of a front-runner. But you give him credit there in the second half, and he had his first basket of the series in the fourth quarter. You give it up for Jason Tatum, who, by the way, he, he's a tough watch. His body language is awful. He's a bad body language player. And, like, you don't see that at a Jimmy Butler. A lot of times, the role players, the lesser players on the team, they're going to follow their leader in that respect. 
And Tatum is such a bad body language guy. You're not going to get that. Like, I feel like Jimmy inspires confidence in the rest of his guys. And Tatum's body language is horrendous. Where if Tatum's not clicking, you may not get it from the other guys. But last night, Tatum came through in a huge way in the second half. He came through in a huge way fourth quarter game six in Philly. Came through in a huge way the entire game seven against Philly. But if Tatum's not clicking, his body language is so bad. I don't think he inspires the guys and the rest of the team to pick it up. With Jimmy, it's different. And so Jimmy Butler postgame showing you exactly what kind of leader he is. And if you're a Heat fan and you need to feel a little bit better, well, I hope if you're listening, you're a Heat fan. If you're a Heat fan and you're trying to feel a little bit better about what happened last night, like here's Jimmy Butler postgame in all, exuding all of his leadership qualities. And this sums up why they're going to be okay. Momentum on the Boston side of things? No. If anything, it'll build momentum for us, knowing that we have to play with a lot more energy. And, um, you know, we got to play like our backs are against the wall. Um, but I, I think all year long we've been better and ready to do things our way. Uh, Jimmy, when you – sometimes in the playoffs there can be kind of these big swings within a series. There can be big emotional swings. After a game like this, how do you personally kind of avoid from getting too low yourself? Uh, stay consistent. Do the same thing that I do, that we do after every game. We're going to listen to some music. You know, we're going to drink some beers back there. We're going to go have some wine. Um, I don't think that you could just focus on basketball all the time. You have to be able to, you know, get away from the game a little bit. Think about it. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you fall back on, you know, your habits how consistent you're going to be. And myself and my teammates, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to smile. We're going to be in this thing together like we always are. We're going to go get one on the road. They're going to be just fine. You're looking for something to make you feel better, you go right to your leader. You go right to Jimmy. Makes me feel better. Like, I just, I believe him. I believed him the entire postseason. I believed him since the day he got here. And Jimmy post game last, like, that's why this team is not going to wilt. This team's not going to shrink under any kind of pressure. This is a very mentally tough team who is totally ready for adversity. And the entire season and everything they went through and all the close games, it leads exactly to this point. And maybe it serves as, I'm not going to say a wake-up call, but sometimes you need to get punched in the mouth. And the Heat got punched in the mouth in the second half last night, and they are not afraid of that building. And if they can't get it done tomorrow night... I feel a thousand percent confident Saturday night in Miami. Don't let any of this talk on television make you think the Heat are the ones down three games to one. Why wasn't all the pressure on the Heat when they were up 3-1 going to Milwaukee? You don't have an explanation for it. It's stupid is what it is. You got to come up with things to talk about. The Western Conference is done. There's only so much LeBron retirement talk we can muster, right? So it's got to be, oh, the Heat, pressure's on them. They're in trouble. No, it isn't, and no, they're not. Hey, guys, I've been telling you about Brunt Insurance for a while now. I love my sponsors. You got to make sure you support the sponsors who support the show, and that's how we keep everything going. I've been a client at Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. We all need homeowners insurance. What you, We need car insurance. If you have a boat, you need boat insurance, motorcycle. For me, I get my homeowner's insurance through Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. 
I know that when I go to sleep at night, God forbid there's a disaster, something happens with my house, I'm covered. It's going to be okay because I have the most comprehensive, affordable coverage that's possible out there, and it's Brunt Insurance that gets it for me. From Pensacola all the way down to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance delivers you that comprehensive insurance tailored exactly to your needs. You call Brunt Insurance at 954-589-2204. By the way, most recently rated top five insurance agency in the country, number one in Florida. That's right. Look. The market's confusing out there. You need someone to help you. 954-589-2204. Let Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance fully licensed staff. They know whatever area you're calling from. They'll be able to tell you exactly what kind of coverage you need. And like I said, I'm not sending you to someone that I don't use. I've been with Brunt Insurance for almost 10 years now. Like I said, motorcycle, boat, car. Maybe you rent. Maybe you have a condo. It's all good. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, we're down about the heat. They'll be ready tomorrow night. It's a pressure cooker. We're all going to be nervous. That's okay. Playoffs are hard. The Heat are not afraid of that building. Tonight, though, you want to talk about a building that's going to be hot. Another opportunity for the South Florida sports fan for an all-time memorable night. And this one feels special. Are the Florida Panthers tonight going to give you a forever game? Like, can they just go out there and kick the shit out of the Hurricanes? Can it just be a party at FLA Live Arena from start to finish? Can we, can we get a party? Can it be a celebration? Can we get winning handshakes at FLA Live Arena for the first time in 27 years? Come on! That's what's at stake tonight. Think about that. The Panthers have not had winning handshakes at home. They've never had winning handshakes at FLA Live Arena. Never. They have not had winning handshakes at home since the second round against Philadelphia in 1996. That's how long it's been since the Panther fan has got to witness Winning handshakes on the home ice. Can tonight be the night? The Prince of Wales trophy will be in the building. Can the Panthers sweep the mighty Carolina Hurricanes? Now, I would love for it to be a blowout and for it to be a party from start to finish. 
I don't believe that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be hard as hell to knock off these Hurricanes. Let's be honest. Hurricanes outplayed the Panthers in Game 3. But the Panthers goalie is standing on his head. Sergei Bobrovsky is the best goaltender in the world right now. And this series, I mean, the Hurricanes, obviously they could have had Game 1. Obviously they could have had Game 2. Two overtime wins. And then they outplayed the Panthers Game 3. So... I feel really good about the Panthers winning tonight. But the Hurricanes can psych themselves up and make a case that they should be up three games to none. They can make that case. But the Panthers are the ones who made the plays. Bounce here, bounce there. You get a little bit lucky here and there. And you find yourself. You're up Now the Panthers have earned it. They deserve this 3-0 lead. But the Panthers by no means have dominated this series. Not even close. <laughs> like I... Like, I felt the Panthers, when the Panthers were up three games to none against Toronto, I felt like they had dominated the series. They, they have not dominated this series against Carolina. But the Panthers have an opportunity for winning handshakes on the home ice for the first time in 27 years, for the first time in that building. And they could win the East. They could return to the Stanley Cup Final. We don't have to continue talking about 1996 forever. There could be multiple... Seasons that we reminisce about, that we talk about. That's what's on the line tonight. It's not just all about 1996. If the Panthers win tonight, we have another season that we can remember. We have another all-time season if they get this win tonight. It's not going to always be about 1996. We could talk about 2023. I'm very pumped up about tonight. And here's the good news. My man George Richards, Florida Hockey Now. I saw him this morning on Twitter. Sasha Barkov participated in the entire morning skate. Let's go! So it looks like Barkov is ready and available for tonight. Now, it is kind of like, man, that's a little bit surprising because he left the game midway through the first period, never returned, and just two days later, he's good to go. Now, does that mean he's 100%? None of these guys are 100% right now. But you knew if there was any way the captain was going to be able to get on the ice for them to clinch the Eastern Conference Championship, he's going to be there. He was a full participant in a a light morning skate today. But that that would signal he is ready to go for tonight, Game 4. So that's super exciting. All right, hope, I mean, hopefully we start the show tomorrow with the Florida Panthers back in the Stanley Cup Final and with the Miami Heat with a chance to get back to the NBA Finals. That's what's on the line tonight. Very excited. What a stretch, man. I'm excited for everybody. I'm excited for the Panther fan. If you're thinking about going to the game tonight, if you have the means to go to the game tonight, don't wait for the Stanley Cup Final. Like, this, like I've never been to a Stanley Cup Final game. Don't wait. Go tonight. Tonight is a chance And we talked about this the last couple days of trying to catch those sports moments. Catch that moment tonight. Go to the game tonight if you can. If you're saving up money for a Stanley Cup final game, that's great. Go tonight. Experience potential history at FLA Live Arena. Go tonight if you're thinking about it. Go tonight. So, I want to do a little bit of NBA here before we get to our pal Nick Costos. So LeBron James a couple nights ago, right? I told you. To calculate, now he lacks self-awareness, but it's a calculated move after the game. 
where he gives off the impression that he might retire, that he's going to think about retirement. What's been the conversation the last 24 hours regarding LeBron? Has it been LeBron got swept? Or has it been, is LeBron going to retire? See, LeBron was accomplishing two things that post-game press conference by putting his future in question. One, making sure that the talk about him is not that he just got swept out of the playoffs. It's, will he ever play again? And two, it's putting pressure on Rob Palinka and the Lakers front office that if you don't get me what I want, presumably Kyrie Irving, which, I mean, <laughs> if you don't get me what I want, I will retire. That's the LeBron move. Those are two things that he accomplished by putting his future in doubt, his playing career in doubt. Those two things. And what have we talked about the last 20, 36 hours? What has it been talked about on television? Has it been LeBron getting swept? Or has it been LeBron's future? LeBron's future has been the talk. The Nuggets haven't been the talk. LeBron getting swept by the Nuggets has not been the talk. It's, is LeBron going to retire? That's been the conversation. He knows what he's doing. There is zero chance LeBron James retires. Zero. If anything, and if I'm the Lakers, by the way, there is no way I'm mortgaging the future. When LeBron retires, he doesn't have to worry or care about the future of the LA Lakers. That's Rob Palenka's job. And this team just got swept out of the Western Conference Finals. They're clearly not good enough. And you're going to mortgage your future for Kyrie Irving, who's a disaster everywhere he goes? The Lakers just straight up tell LeBron, yeah, we're, we're not doing it. And then what's LeBron going to do? Retire? No, he's not going to retire. There's no chance he retires. But it's also about, hey, don't look over here. Look over here. Don't talk about getting swept. Talk about whether or not I'm going to leave basketball forever. He's good at that. He knows what he's doing there. He knows exactly what he's doing. And if nothing else, you know there's zero chance of LeBron retiring. You think LeBron is going to leave basketball without a farewell tour? I could see LeBron announcing two years in advance when he's retiring, so he gets two years of a farewell tour. Not just these are the final 82 games of LeBron's career, these are the final 164 games of LeBron's career. I could see us counting down two years of a farewell tour. There is no chance LeBron leaves without pomp and circumstance and without everyone fawning over him Every last game he's going to be in that city. No chance LeBron retires this offseason. And I also want to mention, so this quote came out yesterday as well from ESPN's Dave McMenamin about LeBron playing with Bronny, who's a maybe an NBA player, huge maybe. Quote, just because that's my aspiration or my goal doesn't mean it's his. And I'm absolutely okay with that. So he's saying he wants to play with his son, but maybe his son, that's not his thing. It feels like maybe they've had conversations recently 
where, yeah, that's not like a huge thing for Bronny. And guess what? I think this was a couple of appearances ago that I had on the Levitard show where I brought this up and everyone thought I was crazy. Why would Bronny want to play with his dad? Why would an NBA player want to be on the same team as his dad? Why would he want to be traveling all the time with his dad? Why would he want to be in these cities with his teammates and he's got to look over his shoulder at the club or at dinner or maybe hanging out with girls and he's got to look over his shoulder and there's his dad. There's no way Bronny wants to be on the same team as his dad when he gets to the NBA. And I think that's a little bit of what we're seeing. Like, I think LeBron has realized, oh, maybe Bronny isn't so interested in that. Why would you want to be around your dad all the time when you get to the NBA? Like, yes, he's LeBron, but to this kid, he's dad. Why would you want to be around your dad all the time? Especially, like, at USC next year, Bronny's going to be the king of campus. That's going to be a really fun lifestyle. And then he'll go to the NBA, maybe. I don't know that he's an NBA player. But then he'll go to the NBA, maybe. And he's just around his dad. And, like, he's with his dad all the time. He's with his father. He's with his parent all the time. That doesn't seem fun to me. Everyone thought I was crazy when I brought that up. And that that seems to be exactly what's happening. Where Bronny's kind of hinted at LeBron, like, I don't know that I want my parents around me all the time when I become a professional. When I'm, when I'm starting my career. Do I want my dad around me all the time? You're my dad. You're LeBron James and everybody else, but you're, you're my parent. I don't think... I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want it. I think that's a little bit of what you got there. I do. All right. Everybody knows all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. European roots of the Caribbean soul. Johnny Cuba, a refreshing German lager and a can pick up a six-pack. Right now, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Moss. Always drink responsibly. It's how we like to do it here in the Zaslow Mansion. Panther game tonight. I got a Johnny right there in my hand sitting on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room. That's very responsible. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us here is our pal, Nick Costos, Odyssey Sports betting expert. We love having him check in on the show every now and then. Nick, uh, good to see you, of course, this morning. Are you are you enjoying the NBA playoffs so far from a fan perspective and from a, a wagertainment perspective? How have you been doing? Yeah, it's a, uh, great to be on with you, buddy. Uh, yeah, the NBA playoffs were really fun in the first round for me uh, when my Knicks beat the Cavs in five. Second round was not so much fun getting our asses handed to us by the Miami Heat. Uh, actually, yeah, but you uh, know but- what, man? I, like, I'll stop you there for a second. And I understand Boston won last night, but before last night's Heat-Celtics game, uh, the Knicks were the big winners, I thought, Nick. You know, like, like at least, you know, they were fighting to the very end. Jalen Brunson, I mean, the Knicks showed a lot of pride. Yeah, I just, y- yes, like that is definitely true. Um, they're far away. I don't know how, like, they're they're like a, at least one big move away from being like a legitimate, actual, real championship contender. They, they'll make the playoffs every year now with this core. It's just like, can they can they get over the hump? Can they get to a conference finals? Can they win a championship? I would say no with this roster, but that's like the New York part of it. Um, 
As far as wagering goes, uh, this series has been great, the Miami series. Uh, I bet them in all three games. I did not think they would win games one and two. And at the end of game two, I was just like, well, like they're just, I think they're going to win the title. And I'll stand by that. I think Miami's going to win the championship. I think the Panthers are going to win the Stanley Cup final. I'm not just saying that because I'm on with you. I've been, (laughs) I've been, I've been saying this on my show. I said it after the Panthers came back from 3 1 down to beat the Bruins in the first round. Panthers are winning the cup. But the way Bobrovsky's playing, um, you just kind of get like, it's more, it almost never happens in the NBA where you right. get like a story like this, like an eight seed, but like, it'll make sense. And like the, uh, the analog between the two is obvious, right? Both were one seeds last year, eight seeds this year, both with tons of talent. Right. So, uh, my, the NBA, not as good from a wagering perspective because I have literally bet the Florida Panthers in every game since game seven against the Bruins. So they have been a major cash cow for yeah. me. That's been awesome. Last night was not great. Bet the Heat, but also at Jimmy Butler's points over. But it's been good. Um, I wish the Lakers had just won a couple games just to give us more games. Yeah. That's the most entertaining four-game sweep in the history of four-game sweeps in any sport. It was a good um, series. So I think it's been fun. Great series. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny what you said there about the Panthers because there is a different you know, outlook between both teams, between in both sports. Because, yeah, this never happens in the NBA where the eight seed, it's only happened one time where the eight made the finals, and that was the Knicks in 99. And the Panthers is the eight seed. Eight seeds win series. Now, they don't usually make, a, they, they, they rarely make a run like this, maybe to the Stanley Cup final. We'll find out tonight. But eight seeds make runs in hockey all the time. You know, you ride the hot goaltender. And it's funny because, when the Panthers came back down 3-1 against Boston, my attitude at that point was, let's go win the Stanley Cup. You know, Absolutely. like, you, you get past that first hurdle, and in that sport, you could ride the hot goalie. Didn't know Bobrovsky was going to be this. He's the best goalie in the world right now. But after they won game seven against Boston, I was like, that also, like, expectations change. Let's go win the Stanley Cup. Absolutely. And, and, and like, candidly, and, like, who knows how it would have played out. I think if you're a Panthers fan, you're someone that bet on the Florida Panthers, you're pretty jacked that it was Toronto in the second round and not Tampa with the way that like that that recent string had gone with Tampa against the Panthers. So them getting knocked out, I feel like was advantageous. But like that's not even to knock the Panthers. They beat the crap out of the Maple Leafs. It's this series has been funny against Carolina because like, you know, like you watch these games. Carolina is not playing poorly. The Carolina is playing well. But Brodsky's standing on his head. They absolutely outplayed us. They and I, I again. I bet the Panthers in every game. Like that's my, I am betting the Panthers and the Heat in every game for as long as their respective seasons last. But the Hurricanes should have won game three and Bobrovsky just stands on his head. So it's like, if that's what this is going to be, then that's what it's going to be. So I, I think the Panthers will take care of business tonight. Maybe it's a gentleman sweep and Carolina gets one, but uh, I think we'll see Florida. And I do think eventually we'll see Miami. Although that's starting to get a little nervy now, Miami and Boston. I do think we'll I see. Mean, like, like I mean, I've, I've talked about this today and it's, you know, Reggie Miller late in the game yesterday. All oh, the pressure's on the Heat now. No, it isn't. The Heat were the ones up 3-0, not Boston. They lost a game last night against a really good Boston team, the, 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 a team that's, that was heavily favored going into the series. The pre- All the pressure is not on the Heat. They have three more chances to win one game, Nick. Yeah, I, I, I think there's – this is – it's not semantics because, like, I think you make a really good point. I think you can make a strong case either way. So I don't think you're wrong. I think you're more right than Reggie's right. I don't know that anyone's wrong with this, though. But I'll say this. Uh, from a sports betting perspective, um, it's really interesting. Now, again, I think Miami's going to get the job done. I think they'll 
they'll win game five. They don't win the game five. They'll win game six. And they don't win game six. They'll win game seven. I think the Celtics are mentally fragile and the Heat are not. So I, I think Miami is going to win. But think about it just from like a mathematical like probability perspective. And this is kind of like what, what I, not what I do for a living. I'm a host for a living. But you think about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So prior to last night's game, uh, which the Celtics won, obviously, game four. Boston is about plus 750 to win the series. And we had a guest, and I'll give him a shout out because he comes on our, he's great. Uh, he works for NBC. Um, Drew Densick, the whale capper, came on our show on Monday. We have him on every Monday at four o'clock. And he said, you know, I bet Boston to win the series. This is when they were down 3-0. And we're like, okay, like, we're never going to like laugh someone at, like just for making it. Because like, it, it's a betting thing. It's not like, hey, like I'm staking my life that this is going to happen. It's, it's, it's a, it's a really good bet to make because if they win game four, they are seven and a half point favorites in game five. Game six is going to be a coin flip and then there'll be massive favorites at home in game seven. Right. So they go from being plus 750. Now they're like plus like, and I haven't seen the update and look at BetMGM plus 250 somewhere in that range. The first number is a two right now for the Celtics to come back and win this series. Now, again, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Heat are still going to win. Just that, like, it's they're plus 225 now, down 3-1 after being down 3-0. So, like, they might be favored in all three games the rest of the series. So, I like Miami. Just that, like, this is far from over, is what I'll say. What's the line tomorrow night? Uh, Boston minus 7.5, which is like, and, like, you can hear that, or your listeners and viewers can hear that, and I can hear that and say, like, no way. Like, I'm going to bet Miami in the game. Like, no question about it. I will bet Miami um, whether – but, like, Boston could still win a close game, you know? Like, I, I think Miami will definitely cover the spread. I think Miami will win the game. But, I mean, like, it's it ain't over. And, like, the betting market tells you it's not over. Not that that is the be-all, end-all, just that I think it's something to consider. Now, look, you know, for folks who don't understand the way it all goes, it's not exactly like Vegas thinks the Celtics are, are going to win by seven and a half tomorrow. It's about – a number that is going to split the bets evenly on both sides. That's what Vegas is trying to accomplish. So, Nick, like you're telling me that's a number that would essentially split the bets both sides? Like they're going to be the same amount of people who think the Celtics would bet the Celtics to win by seven and a half as the Heat to cover seven and a half? Because that's a big number. Well, I would I would think about it more in terms like this. Like – like Vegas, the idea that like, and this will be really quick. I think we've done this, like I've done this with you before. Like the idea that like Vegas knows or like Vegas is doing this. Like odds makers don't know anything. Odds makers can set whatever number they want at a low limit. And then sports bettors who actually know, and I'm not even saying I'm one of them, people that actually know and are really smart and bet a lot of money will then bet money on on, on, on the number that they think is bad and will tell the, like the, well, Vegas what the number should actually be in the game. So basically what we've got here, like sports betting comes down to price. You can't just be like, well, I like Miami no matter what. Well, what if like the game's a pick em? Then I'm not betting Miami. And and like, you can't be like, I like Boston no matter what. Because what if it's Boston minus 15? You're not laying 15 points with the Boston Celtics. So like, there has to be a point where like people are done on both sides. And like, this is just the right number. So that's what seven and a half is right now. We're like, like seven and a half, seven, uh, the Celtics aren't getting slammed and the Heat aren't getting slammed. So it's like, it's not Vegas. It's like betters are saying like, this number is probably the right number. Now we can disagree with that. I do. I'll bet the Heat. I think at the very least, Miami keeps it close. I have a hard time thinking that Miami just gets their their, their doors blown off. I don't think it's going to happen. So, like, we can disagree with it, but, like, I, I think, like, the number is fair. Like, the number is fair. Now, you can register your opinion and bet on Miami, but I think the number is fine. And what's the number on the Panthers tonight? 
Uh, Panthers are like a, basically like a little more than a coin flip. They're a, the slightest of favorites at home tonight. Now, for folks who who are not you know used to betting hockey, it's a little bit different. You know, uh, there's money line bet, of course, but there's also the goal line. What do you normally like to bet when it comes to these Stanley Cup playoff games? Um, well, I think like if you can, I, I mean, the the goal line stuff is. If you think a team's going to get blown out, then I think like that's potentially a good way to, to bet things. Or if you think like a team that's an underdog could like win by a lot, potentially. Now we're now now we're potentially talking here. But, like yeah, kind of like you run up against the empty net factor at the end of the game. It's just like it. You can win at the end. Like if you lay a puck line minus one and a half, you think the Panthers are going to win big tonight. Let's say whatever, and they're up by one at the end of the game, and like the goalie gets pulled. Like may, maybe they score an empty net, or maybe they don't. Or like, and conversely, this could work against you also. With, they with had an empty three net minutes situation. to score an empty net goal two nights ago. They couldn't get it done, and 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 couldn't do it uh, exactly. Um, for me, the way that I bet the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I am not trying to like put this forward as like this is how you win, but I've had success doing it some years, not every year. But like, I try and identify a team every single postseason. And I'm like, I'm going to ride this, my horse, and I'm going to ride them into the ground. And we're either going to like ride into Valhalla together, or I'm going to be in the poorhouse. So I identified the Panthers as my team after I bet on them in game seven against Boston, just like, I feel like Boston was too big of a favorite felt more of like a coin flippy game after what Florida had done in games five and six. And honestly, like they were in the, they were in all the games basically early in the series too. So I just bet them in every game. So I'll bet them tonight. If they lose, I'll bet them in game five onward and et cetera, until they either are eliminated or hoist Lord Stanley's cup. I haven't told this story yet. I'll tell it to you and my listeners will hear this now for the very first time. Going into that game seven, Panthers and Bruins. Like, I, you know, after, you know, from doing shows with me for a few years now, you know I'm a huge Panther fan. And I almost pulled this move that night going into, se- into game seven. I almost laid a huge bet on the Bruins because I wanted to soften the blow if the Panthers couldn't pull off the 3-1 comeback and they were going to lose in game seven, I wanted to say, okay, but at least I won X. And it was going to be a healthy wager. At least I won X amount of dollars. Have you ever done that move before to, to, to you know, pregame to soften the blow if your team winds up losing a huge game? No, well, that's called like, it's called like an, an emo hedge, an emotional hedge. Right. I don't, but like... Like, I, I'm not going to tell you or someone else not to do that. Like, I did not do like it. I, th- I thought really hard. I did not do it. I'm glad I didn't, but I came really close. Yeah, like, I, I I wouldn't do that, but, like, this isn't, like, a criticism of you doing that or other people doing it. It just, like, comes down to, like, personal preference. But I understand that's a superstition of a sports fan. So, like, I, I, t- I wouldn't do it, but, like, I totally get it. So I would never criticize you or someone that does. Uh, Nick, before we let you go here, is, is there anything uh, – have you been keeping up with pro wrestling? Obviously – uh, we know you're a huge pro wrestling fan. Have you been watching a little bit lately? I know like what's going on and like, I will watch um, night of champions is coming up next. So like, yeah, I, Saturday I afternoon. How about that afternoon? Let's get after yeah, it. I like we it. Stay up late at night. I like it. And I've been reading about this, um, this, the, a, the new like AEW show, the Saturday show. And like, is punk going to be back or Collision. not going to be back? Yeah. I was actually, can I take this in a different direction? Cause like, Go I, ahead. I don't have a ton to offer you cause I don't watch like the products. Like I know, I know everything that's happening, but I'm not watching raw for three hours. I'm like during the, the playoffs are going, yeah, it's, it's just difficult, you know? Um, I was reading actually right before I came on with you. So John Cena and like, this is a bad job by me, like gave some interview recently and he like said a lot of really interesting and like revealing stuff, including that, um, 
what he said about Austin Theory in the lead up to their match at WrestleMania, like yeah. what he said in his promo, he was like, I said that to Austin Theory's face backstage. Like, I don't believe you as a character. So I feel like Cena's kind of like in YOLO mode where he's just like, hey, like I'm I'm one of the greatest of all. I'm just going to say whatever now. I thought that was interesting. And um, he was talking about his feud with The Rock. And I think like your listeners will appreciate this because it was in Miami. I was there in attendance. Um, When The Rock beat him in my, I have goosebumps right now, even just like saying this. When The Rock beat him, there were people jumping up and down in the aisles. Yeah. It's one of like the great moments of, <laughs> of my life because I was rooting for The Rock, obviously. And Cena was saying that, you know, he took it personally that The Rock was coming back from Hollywood and that he meant everything that he said. Like he was really trying to like, like get at The Rock and that their friendship was fractured as yeah. a result. And now Cena's making movies and he's a part-timer and he's basically like, man, like I was wrong. Like I was really selfish. And my relationship with, with, with Dwayne or The Rock is really good now. I just... I think stuff like that is so fascinating, right? Like these mm -hmm. huge events that happen in pro wrestling. And then after the fact, you find out like what was actually happening behind the scenes. That was just really, really wild to me. Because obviously they, they made it back to back WrestleMania. It's pretty awesome. And uh, two legends. So it's, I, a I thought that was pretty it's, cool. it's, it's a fascinating fake world that they live in. Is it for fake? Real. Is it fake or is it actually like the most real thing? I don't mean that it's fake in the sense that it's fake, but it's that they're almost like that business is almost in an alternate universe. Oh yeah. The way that that's what I mean by it's a fake world. It's like, it's hard to comprehend, you know, that like the world that they live in. It's very real to them. The business is very real, but it's, it's such a weird fake kind of reality that they live in. But I'll, I'll say this. Um, and I, I mean this sincerely. I say it off air. I say it on air. I'll say it to anyone with ears that will listen for what we do for a living. Um, every, literally everything, everything that we do in some way, shape or form is pro wrestling, all of it, all of it. So like, if you work with someone, right, you have a co-host on a show, like your job and, and like, and you can disagree and like, you can like get at each, your job, both of your jobs is to put the other person over and make the other person look as good as possible. When you have a guest on the show, like you want the guest to, to look as good as possible. So it's like when you're, when you go to the ring and you're talking about like the opponent you're facing, you're not going to be like, this guy sucks. You want to be like, this guy's really great. So when you beat him, it means something. Or when you lose, it means something. It all, like, the, the idea that everything should be branded or segmented so everything could be a hashtag on Twitter or could fit on a T-shirt. It's just, it, it's a really brilliant world. And I feel like a lot of people, like, turn, like, a blind eye to it be like, oh, or turn, turn, their, turn their noses up no, to it. it's fascinating. It, it, it's actually, like, if you actually understand what they're doing and yeah. why they're doing it, it's the most interesting, like, sociological thing that happens, like, period. It's fascinating. And you can learn a lot from it, in my opinion. Nick, tell everybody how they can catch you on a nightly basis. Go ahead. Yeah, you better you bet. Weekdays, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, Odyssey.com, the Odyssey app. We are on radio stations nationwide. YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Twitch.tv uh, backslash BetQL. Great job, Nick. Appreciate you, man. Always good catching up. Uh, you got it. And uh, again, I can't believe I'm saying this as a New Yorker, but let's go Heat. Yes. I hate them. Yes. Let's go. I, I think they're going to win the title. I say that on my show also. I bet them in every game. And you also said the most ridiculous thing that's ever been said is that you think the Heat and the Panthers are going to win dual championships the same year. It's the craziest thing ever said. Well, I mean, Florida's up 3 nothing in there. I know, final. but Miami's in reality, it's the weirdest thing that's ever been said. I mean, I'm Wh with which you. Which team do you think is more likely to win? Florida? Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. Because there's just a more, there's a randomness to the National Hockey League. And 
Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think the Heat can also, but I, I think the Panthers have a better chance. Here's what you want, and I'll leave you, and I'll leave you with this. I, my opinion, if you're a Panthers fan, or like you're someone like me who is invested in the Panthers to win the cup, you want Vegas to sweep Dallas. And I know that the conventional thinking might be, well, like let's have Dallas win three, like get it to seven and tire the other team out. You want them to be rusty. Not, not the team. This goalie right now for Vegas, Aiden Hill, who like no one thought anything of, he's like, is red hot right now. Shut the stars out in game three last night. You want him to be a little rusty to get off his routine. Okay. Because like Bobrovsky's a multiple time Vezina winner. Like maybe he's not as good, but like Bobrovsky's still going to be pretty good. Well, I think you want Vegas to sweep, get this guy off his routine. And then I think Florida's got an advantage That's in the Stanley Cup final against Vegas. So That's let's go Panthers. Let's go Heat. I feel like I'm not a real New Yorker anymore. I did live in South Florida for three years. My friend, wishing you and all your listeners minimal sweats when he bets. The absolute very best of luck. Great job, Nick. Thanks a lot, man. I mean, it it, re- it really is crazy. Not not that I disagree. Like, I, I think the Heat are going to win. I think the Panthers are going to win. But just those words coming out of somebody's mouth, and somebody's mouth outside of South Florida, that the Heat and the Panthers are going to win their respective championships, it's like the craziest thing I've ever heard. All right, so I was obviously annoyed last night, but it didn't affect my sleep because I'm sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. That's right, my man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. He's he's crossing his fingers that the Heat finished this thing off because he's based out of Denver there. He wants to get over there, NBA Finals games one and two, and rep the Heat. He's a huge South Florida sports fan, but he's also making sure that we're all sleeping well. And the Zaslow family, we are over a, we're, we're four, of over 100,000 Americans who sleep on Sheets and Giggles. You, you knew the show was really taken off when Sheets and Giggles jumped on board Zaslow Show 2.0. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code HEAT. You get the big discount upon checking out. SheetsGiggles.com slash Zaslow. You'll get 20% off your first order. And look, it's not just that the sheets are so soft and breathable and cooler, naturally softer than every other sheets, but we're talking about... It's good for the environment. We're using eucalyptus trees that are grown on sustainably managed biodiverse farms. They don't touch ancient or endangered forests. Two new trees, matter of fact, are planted on their, on their farms every time one is harvested, okay? So my man Colin cares about how we sleep, but also cares about the environment. You want that eucalyptus pillow? I got one. Eucalyptus mattress? I highly recommend the comfort. Oh my God, just looking at it makes me tired. I love Sheets and Giggles. SheetsGiggles.com. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. You know how it goes. Hey, if you got water, mold, or fire damage in your home or your business, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. But my boys, the Greensteins, they're going to tell you if it is. Water cleanup of Florida, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're licensed general contractor providing A to Z service, the one-stop shopping that all of us are looking for. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. They'll tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. All right, let's start off here. So the Panthers, they can clinch the Eastern Conference Championship tonight and a berth to their second-ever Stanley Cup Final. Well, who are they going to face? Last night, Vegas went into Dallas, a 4-0 win. They were up 3-0 by midway through the first period. And they now have a commanding 3-0 series lead. Game four tomorrow night. The Vegas Knights can get back to the Stanley Cup final. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So 
yesterday on NBA Today, right? That's hosted by Malika Andrews, and you got Richard Jefferson, and you got Kendrick Perkins. So how about Richard Jefferson trying to punk Kendrick Perkins and Malika Andrews Hitting Richard Jefferson with that singer. Braun ain't going nowhere. Not next year. He's going to play. Okay, I'm going to ask Malika a question. Do you think it's a better chance like- of LeBron, of LeBron uh, retiring or Perk going on a diet? <laughs> <laughs> it's right up there with you growing a full head of hair. <laughs> Go ahead, Rich. <laughs> okay, to my point. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> Ooh, I tickled myself. Uh, keep tickling yourself. <laughs> anyway, there's people in the back. There's people. Who the hell Go is ahead, laughing? Rich. Who's laughing back? Go there? ahead, Rich. Who's back? Okay, when you guys gather yourself again, I'm working on it. Uh, this this was gonna say. I'm going big deal because while the joke is funny enough as it is, and this of course is a a audio medium, if you were to see the video. It's really funny because Richard, Malika Andrews and Kendrick Perkins are keeled over laughing, but Richard Jefferson played it so straight. It is, his reaction was so funny. I'm going big deal. I, I usually like that show. I like that show. Big deal or not a big deal. So here's Charles Barkley last night, NBA on TNT, inside the NBA, and this is the kind of national reaction I'm talking about where you would think the Heat were down three games to none, that they're down three games to one right now here's charles barkley after the game last night and i disagree with that i think game five is going to be a cakewalk for the celtics i think they're going to have so much energy because when not getting swept is not a cunt it's not that's not they don't get a cookie but now they're going to go back home that place is going to be loud and incredible i think they're going to kill miami next game and they're going to come back down here and i'm going to tell you something else Game six in Miami, going to be game seven for Miami. Yeah, this is not a big deal. This this is that overreaction, which happens after playoff games. But this is that overreaction that I'm telling you about. I There's, there's no reason to believe that the Heat are just going to wilt and that they're gonna, maybe they will get smoked. But to go into that game saying they're going to get killed, it's completely unreasonable. I'm going not a big deal. Um, big deal or not a big deal. So how about last night? We didn't pay any attention to this because obviously we were very busy with the Heat. But Inter-Miami, a 2-1 win over Nashville FC in the U.S. Cup. And now they're in the final eight. That was round of 16. You know what? I'll go big deal. Good job out of Inter-Miami there. Maybe they could win that tournament. A couple more games. And one more for you here. Big deal or not a big deal? All right. So you know that imbecile Jason McIntyre? He, he replaced Joy Taylor on the herd and uh, he is he is brutal i don't think there's anyone worse on television than this guy he is single-handedly now i know a lot of people don't like colin coward but he's super talented and it's one of the biggest sports talk radio shows ever this guy joined that show and has made it completely unlistenable he sucks and i guess he has a podcast I don't know or care what the hell it's called, but here is this dope Jason McIntyre on the Heat. The Celtics are not dead. They're not. Listen, folks, I, I, I don't want to be a Miami Heat basher, but I'm being a realist. This ain't a good basketball team. They were on an unbelievable hot streak, knocking out the Bucks, getting the Bucks coach fired. 
They scrapped by the Knicks. Uh, 4-2, Jalen Brunson fought hard, and they're about to get Missoula fired. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, they can't throw in the ocean. I mean, listen, undrafted guys. Remember how we've talked about how they, they've they been going off in the series? Undrafted dudes from deep in Game 4. Gabe Vincent, who hurt his ankle, 1-4. of four. Max Struess, 1-5. of five. Duncan Robinson, 0-4. for four. Caleb Martin, who looked like Jamal Murray in the first half. He went off. He, he 2-5 of five from deep. It's just not going to cut it, 25%. Legit one of the worst guys in sports media. Uh, he sucks. I'm sorry. Like, I, used to, I used to watch the herd every day. You know, supporting Joy, but also Colin, wh- whatever you think about him, super talented. This guy has made the show unlistenable, unwatchable. Who gives a shit? This is not a big deal. Who gives a shit about it? what anything this imbecile says? He sucks. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. Call or text anytime. 954-900-8635. Let Water Clean Up a Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. All right. So there you have it. So for the first time in a really long time, we did a show where we didn't feel good for what happened the night before. It's been so rare. I mean, we started last Wednesday, right? You had Heat win, Panthers win. Heat win, Panthers win, Heat win, Panthers win. We had six straight days. Last night did not go the way that we wanted. Can the Panthers help us get back on track? Are they going to make tonight an all-time memorable night for the Panther fan? I think they do. Hey, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, and you do all that good stuff. Hey, thanks to everybody who listened to the show today. Of course, thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show. You guys are terrific. I can't do it without you. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.